Welcome, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. If you could begin to find your seats, we're going to get started for our Christmas Eve service this evening. Wow. Thank you guys for, for being here. Raise your hand if you're here from out of state. If you're from out of the state. Okay. About three of you. Awesome. Well, welcome you guys to our Christmas Eve service. It's such an honor to be together to celebrate Jesus. So the, the goal tonight is to remember what God has done for us in the Christmas story. It's amazing, isn't it, how challenging it can be as Christmas starts to roll in for us to really experience the awe and the wonder of Jesus. So this is one of our favorite things to do at Believers, to, to set this time aside, to come together, to read scripture, and to sing in hopes that we could orient our lives again around the true story. And as I've just been reflecting on the true story of Christmas, I'm just reminded afresh at how mind-blowingly good news we're celebrating today. So, amen. So our prayer um, this evening is that we would be able to rest into and experience the joy of Jesus. So let me pray that over us, and then I'm going to read a little bit of context for our readings. Jesus, we love you. We worship you. Thank you for this opportunity to gather. I pray that you would fill us with wonder and joy and gratitude as we remember what you've done for us in the Christmas story. Amen. So if our readers want to begin uh, to come up, our first readers, I'm going to give us a little bit of context. From the very beginning of creation... Humanity has been made to live in friendship with God. We see that God created humanity to live in perfect harmony with him in the Garden of Eden. But humanity created in the image of God was given the ability to make choices. And humanity chose to break its relationship with God. And so the drama of human history that we read in the Old Testament is God's pursuit of humanity to bring us back home into his family. And so several thousand years ago, we see God choosing a community of people, Israel, to be the ones through which God would restore his relationship with humanity. And so God spoke to this community through unique people we call prophets. And through them, God gave us these promises about a savior that would come to the earth. And as we read our readings this evening, I just invite all of you just to consider where is it this evening in this season where you need God's rescue, where you need the light of Jesus to shine in your life and in your heart and in your family. With wisdom. He will do what is just and right throughout the land. And this will be his name. The Lord is our righteousness. In that day, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. 
Isaiah 7, 14. All right, then, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Isaiah 9, 1 through 2. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. 
the land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled. But there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven armies will make this happen. Micah 2 through 5. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, are only a small village among the people of Judah, Judah, yet a ruler of Israel will come from you, one whose origin are from the distant past. The people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until a woman in labor gives birth. Then at last his fellow countrymen will turn from exile to their own land, and he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength and his majesty of his name. Of the Lord's, Lord his God, then his, then his people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world, and he will be a source of peace.
Just about 2,000 years ago, the promises that God had made through his prophets became a reality. The longing of creation for a savior was fulfilled as God, as God showed up on the scene in a town called Nazareth. Luke 1, 26, 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord's God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but now she is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her.
Matthew 1, 18 through 23. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared before them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God, for all they had heard and seen, it was just as the angel had told them.
with the arrival of Christ, light has come to our darkness. is always the most fun part. With the arrival of Christ, light has come to our darkness. We were separated from God. We were lost in our sin. Our lives and our world were dark. But with the arrival of Christ, light has come. With Christmas, light has come. And in Christ's words, in John eight twelve, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Isaiah 9, 2, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. So as we're passing the candlelight across the room, and just sitting in the beautiful glow, reflecting on the coming of Christ. I just want to invite all of us into a little moment of reflection. Jesus said in Matthew, it says in Matthew 5, 3, that we're blessed when we're poor in spirit, because then we get to receive the kingdom of God. In the message translation, translation it says, we're blessed when we're at the end of our rope, because at the end of our rope, there's more room for God and his rule. So let's just take a moment and reflect. Where is there darkness still in our lives and in our hearts? Where do you feel desperate and hopeless? Is there a relationship where you're at the end of your rope? What area of your life feels dark? And let's just take a moment as we sit and reflect on the coming of Jesus to invite Jesus into that area of darkness in our lives. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful. This Christmas story is such good news that it has to be true. So Lord, we, we all come here into the holidays uh, from very different places. Some of us walk into the holidays joyfully. Some of us crash landed into them. But all of us are here now grateful, Jesus, as we think about your coming, your moving into the neighborhood, 
you're putting on flesh and entering into our darkness so that we could be reconciled to God and restored to him so that our darkness could be illuminated so that we could receive hope and joy and love and peace. So Lord Jesus, as we hold our candles, just ask that you would help us to receive your light in our lives, your light in our lives. Lord, I pray for anyone here uh, this evening who in this Christmas season feels like they are surrounded by darkness. Jesus, would you invade them with your light, with your peace, with your hope? Let's sing together. As we draw things to a close this evening, I just want to offer an invitation if you've come tonight and you feel like you are living in utter darkness and maybe you're filled with shame and you'd say, there's no way that any light could illuminate my life. Just want to offer an invitation to invite the light of Christ to come and enter your heart. Um, And again, 
if you would just say that there's an area of my life that feels hopeless, desperate, I've been trying everything I know to try and I don't know what to do. What I've done isn't working. We're just going to take another moment. If you'd like to receive Christ to come and be the light of your life, or if there's an area of your life where you feel hopeless and desperate. So we'll pause once more before we close and then I'll pray and we'll just invite Christ to come and be our light and our hope. So let's pause and reflect. King Jesus, we magnify you. We express our gratitude to you. And I just ask, Lord, for all of us this evening as we prepare to go back into our holidays to be with family, to celebrate you, and to open presents and to eat good food, we ask that you would come and fill us with your spirit, with the spirit of love. Lord, it can be so crazy on the holidays and so difficult to remember you and to experience your presence and your love. So I pray, Lord, that you would help us just to take a deep breath and a deep drink of your love and to leave this place filled with your spirit to love one another and to continue to celebrate. So we bless you, Lord. We worship you. And I think we're going to close in an acapella song. Is that right? We're not. We just did. Awesome. Well, Merry Christmas, you guys. We love you. Bless you. And I'm going to sing a song for you guys. I'm just kidding. Uh, Be careful with your candles. Um, Blow them out before you start to walk. I don't actually know what you're supposed to be doing. I just know we don't want to burn the building down. So blow your candles out. We'll all do that together. Awesome. Well, Merry Christmas, you guys. Give somebody a big hug. Be patient with your family members. Be gracious and forgiving. Don't lose your relationships over political debate. Amen. Ask forgiveness if you've already done so. Bless you guys. Have a great Christmas.